Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you are listening to Ghosts of Saltmarsh, game 17 of this season's run of our Dungeons & Dragons Ghosts of Saltmarsh game from us, the Murder Hobros. This is our penultimate episode. Next week will be the finale of this whole run, and hopefully the story will conclude in a satisfying way, but you can make your mind up about that as and when. If you are enjoying the show, as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at Murder Hobros. And of course, we gratefully receive any feedback or uh, ratings, reviews on the preferred podcast platform you use to listen to us. It all helps us reach more and more people. There is one thing I need to put into context in this episode. I think Sandy makes some sort of strange joke about scuba gear. I remember laughing when I was mixing it. The He's referring to a story that you may need to understand to get the joke later on. I'm just going to tell you it because it doesn't make me look bad. It makes them look bad. We went on a holiday about 10 years ago, surfing holiday. And uh, some, some of us are, are bigger gentlemen. And when we went into a wetsuit, shop there was this wonderfully awkward moment as four or five of us were standing there in the changing rooms talking to the the guy behind the cashier asking for wetsuits and he just had this really long awkward moment where he just looked at us and said I've got wetsuits for you and you pointing out two of us and then there was this pause and then he just kind of like waved his fingers at the others and is like, less you so. And I think Sandy refers to that in the episode. So, um, yeah, now you know. I'm sure he'll make some hate-filled <laughs> comment because he's never going to forget that. Um, yeah, there you go. Some context for a, a joke that made me laugh that made it through the cutting room floor. Anyway, I think I will throw you into today's episode. There's not much more to say. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll finish things off next week. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens then. Bye-bye. 
All right, let's jump in. I reckon tonight might be a finale. So last game, you managed to return back to your vessel, Shitaki Sunrise, and travel all the way back to Saltmarsh with some activities, shenanigans, um, events on the return. And you managed to dock back at Saltmarsh, very close to the town square. And you met your half-orc butler who gave you this mission, Verthig. And basically, Captain Shale bullied him to... I, I, I guess the intention was to belittle him into negotiating was, more favourable terms. So that's not bullying. Yeah. You pushed him too far, I think. And as you pushed him with at least the rest of you player characters watching, um, he is basically storming up the steps of the council... Council? Council. Council, uh, council hall. Um, did I say what time of day it was? Because I can't remember. I can't about, remember. I think you said about 11.37 a.m. Okay. 11, it's 11.37. Three seconds. Sivash, can you roll me a d20, please? I can indeed. Here we go. A natural one. So um, you guys will notice as Verthig's kind of like walking quite quickly up these steps to get inside that the mood of the town is a little different than previously there's a little bit of frustration around the market some people are bickering at one of the stands it's actually the guy that's selling like was selling the onions and the vegetables and stuff he's bickering with prices with um with a, a woman and she's not having any of it and just superficially looking around like people aren't as happy it seems people aren't smiling there's just people are either just um, kind of storming through the market, going about their business, or um, just just not in the best positive mood. The vibe's just a little off. And Verfeg is storming up the steps, and you've got the market square in front of you with all of the stalls and this collection of people bustling around, going about their deeds. What would you like to do? Uh, Shale will walk to the kind of uh, plank over onto the shore. Right, it's my time in court. Anyone else coming? We got your back. Yeah, I'd love to see this guy's ass. Nobby, bring the loot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to preamble that, or it's just going to be funny every time. Nobby, Nobby, do you know Little Green Bag? I'd like you to play it as we walk through the, the marketplace. What? Little Green Bag? D- don't that, worry, Nobby. That, that wasn't Nobby, that was me. Oh, oh. Little Green Bag, Captain. <laughs> thought you liked music, you cunt. <laughs> Looking back on the track for a Little Green Bag. Got to find just a kind of losing my mind. Don't know. I like how there's R and B in the in this world. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm wasted on you, cunts. <laughs> All right, so are you guys going up the steps too? Uh, yeah, I will stop at that onion stall, uh, and I'll drop a like, just fucking drop a gold, and I'm gonna say onions for everyone, and just start fucking throwing onions at people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you cause mild uproar. Uh, as people are scrabbling for uh, the onions, the woman herself is like putting like six of them just down her top, just to get as many onions as she can. Um, but the 
you kind of make the guy smile who's um, who's selling these vegetables because you know that's a good price, and um, you walk your way up the steps. As you walk in, you can see very quickly that Silas has just closed the council chamber door, presumably behind Verthig. And Silas turns around to see you guys stand in on the entrance chamber inside the uh, town hall itself. Ah, good, uh, good morning. It's nearly midday. Yes. Um, I believe you will be required. There's been some sort of issue, which I'm yeah, sure you're we'll, very well aware of. We'll go in. They'll be expected us. Okay. And um, he opens the door and steers you inside to the council chamber. Inside the council chamber is only one council member. I would like Sean, you to roll a D six I... for me, please. Oh. I think there's six council members. Dwarf, Dragonborn. Uh, one. Ooh, number one. <coughs> okay, it's Ida Oland. Ida Oland is in session. She is the gruff, pragmatic woman whose greying hair is cut short. Uh, it's blonde originally. Uh, she's got quite a harsh face. She is probably one of the more ill-tempered of the council members that you've encountered. Uh, she's actually the senior member of the town council. Amazing. And um, she, you would know from your interactions with her, she's famous for being quite... Uh, coarse, she can swear when she's frustrated or angry, uh, but she has got a little bit of a temper, but she is um, she's a hard worker and she's pretty important to this community. She's listening to Verthig and he stops as soon as you come in and she's already got her head in her hands and she just says what, let's move this on quickly uh, Captain Shale. Yes. Have you have you inked a contract on this gentleman uh, against his will? If you change will? your hair, you're looking particularly beautiful today. <sighs> I haven't got the fucking time. I've been at sea for a long time. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> her mouth's open in shock. You've already shocked her. Listen, listen. Uh, yes, the, he he agreed to have the contract inked upon him. Um, I've been at sea and I'm a little bit forgetful. I just, I want to see the I, contract. It's I did not agree. You you actually held me down. I did uh, not want this tattoo. All right. It, uh, objection. Uh, I didn't hold him down. Okay. Just be quiet. He's got a tattoo against his will under your orders by your crew. I haven't got the time for this. Let's let's make this very, very simple. Verthig, what, what was the payment? And he says, uh, it's 10,000 gold pieces. Okay. Captain Shale. I think do you accept more. responsibility? I, I, I just want to see the contract. Can will you, I'll tell you what, you can be our median. Can, can you look at the contract for us and just jot a few notes down? I'm not a clever man. I'm being honest. Bertha, get your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to protest and just sees this icy look from Ida. I think the whole crew should start shouting contract, 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 contract. He starts to protest and then just is broken, resigned, and just drops his britches and bends over. And you can see uh, Needles is familiar ink work with a lengthy contract written upon his butt. 
buttocks. And Ida Rumpus pu- pulls out like some tiny like glass lens glasses. <laughs> this is getting exactly how I wanted it. <laughs> and she starts to read and she's mumbling along and then she just nods to herself. Okay, this is pretty clear. What's, what's um, that bit over there where the Astra exists? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Verthig, pull your pants up for God's sake. Verthig looks completely uh, ashamed and she, um, Ida says, okay, Verthig, as this is wasting my absolute fucking time, pay them 10,000 gold pieces. Captain Shale, give him 500 gold pieces for the injustice of what you've done. What? No, I won't be getting the money then. What? You'll get 10,000 gold pieces. And as I'm now involved as a legal judiciary in these proceedings, I think you owe him 500 gold pieces for the injustice of holding him down and tattooing him against his will. I, as I said, I didn't hold him down. Under your orders. Just as long that tattoo. But, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's just be clear. Uh, I, I've done you favours and, and you're going to take money away from me. I'm not taking money away from you. You're wasting my actual time. How about... We call it done. I give he gives me the ten grand. We don't say anything more of it. And old needles here. I'll go over a lot of it. Give him a nice. What do you like? Do you like flowers? Rowboats. What do you want it changed to? He just goes. (laughs) (laughs) He goes. I I did. I didn't want to tattoo on my bum. I didn't want a tattoo. Well, then I can burn it off. <laughs> look, look, uh, look, we're wasting. The, you're wasting the lady's time. <laughs> Go and get your money. We'll sort it all out. Thank you. We're, we're sorry you had to come. We're sorry you had to see his puckered balloon knot. Ugh. Ida pours herself a heavy um, glass tumbler of some uh, spirit. It seems downs it. Make a persu- persuasion check, please, Captain Shell. Uh, I'm not good at persuasion, but we'll give it a go. 18. She just goes, fuck it. Just pay him Verthig and piss off. And he starts to protest. She says, unless you'd like to wake up tomorrow morning in in our jail. He says, okay, I will action the funds. Um, let me get them. And he flashes daggers at you, Shale, and, and your crew. And he storms out. And he decides, okay, that was quicker than I thought. I'm very busy. It's very good to see you guys. There are repercussions happening at this time regarding the incidents that you've um, been working on for us at Saltmarsh. Regarding the you, need, folk. you need a favor, don't you? No, oh. I am calling a council meeting tonight. The whole council is representing here with as many... Uh, Saltmarsh citizens as we can get inside. I'd like you all to be uh, representing, please, if you are in town. And please, please come. Anything to do with why everyone seems so grumpy and upset outside? Oh, that, that's, there's been a shit catch. It it always happens. When there's a poor catch, the people are, they're fucking idiots. When they're, they're, they get angry, they get grumpy when there's a poor catch. I'm grumpy, but. Uh, yes, it's, it's just a bad catch. Probably something to do with that big fuck off octopus. What? what oh, do you mean? yeah. Um, 
Yeah, big octopus under the water. How big? I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a snowflake, but everything looks kind of big to me. Yeah, Nickass, how big was your brother? <laughs> how big was the octopus? But is a it was it was gigantic. Yeah. Huge, massive. Where was this? Off, off the coast of Saltmarsh. And under the sea, of course. Of course. How close are we talking? I mean, I was about ten feet away from it. <laughs> Would I know? Like, Gr- Grimbraids. How how close away was this? That's, that's strand. Your strand. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, Ida just pours another heavy shot, just glugs it furiously, and just says, Strand. I might have a problem, Ida. Oh, no, sorry, it was cut. I have many problems. No, 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 that's cool. I'm just playing. Um, um, Strand, how far away was this giant octopus sighting from shore? Like. He's counting on his fingers and holds out five and a third fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? This many. This many what? <laughs> In days, hours, I don't know, it's the same thing, isn't it? Okay. Oh, you want to know how far away it was? I'll take I, you if I... you want, we can go. Take like that many. Uh, okay, I'll um. Bring it's about five spin. five days bring, hard sail. Bring that drink with you, and we'll have a good, good hard time. Okay. Uh, it's, it's all accounted for. I'm gonna need it. Okay, I'm very busy. Thank you very much for popping by. I will see you this evening. Have a good day. And she ushers you out. Literally forces you out with her, her body and pushing you out the door. Thank and you. Mm-hmm. And Silas is waiting for you as, as she closes the door. And he says, It seems Ferthig is rather peeved with you. He did, however, leave uh, this. And he kind of like kicks across the... Well, it's very heavy. It, you've got 10,000 gold pieces, basically. It's a chest on the floor, we'll say, with 10,000 gold pieces. And it is yours to distribute... As you see fit. 10,000. How many crew have we got? Um, I can tell you that exactly, actually. You've got Gortus, Gary Bindle, Oceanus, Alan Lennon, Nobby, Dolores, Crembrill, <laughs> Needles, <laughs> and uh, a character I'm going to rename as Simeon <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> That's a crew of nine. And we pay for them okay. already, we said there's like a like, like a I think you have paid them. So I don't, everyone, I don't know. everyone gets a hundred gold like our NPC friends, which mm-hmm. um, all get one hundred gold as their ships bonus, good work payment for however x long. Okay, uh, every, so that's gonna get crew morale up to plus five. Each one of us gets one thousand gold each. Why are you divvying it up? <laughs> He's the, the captain. captain. <laughs> the captain you <laughs> Pull on the hat. <laughs> You're the captain. I own the ship. And then you uh, fucking don't make a decision. You, you know, 
diplomacy and the but... rest and like say the other what that be kind of 5k is going to be kind of a show uh, a floating ships fund which we can use for repairs and then purchases as as a general group upgrades we can can we get upgrades? that is a lot of a lot of money can you get cannons um you can definitely get upgrades. I can tell you some upgrades now, actually. Uh, cannons has stumped me. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you... Um, where is... Superior ship upgrades. Here you go. So, there are some heavy upgrades here. Um, 15,000 gold pieces and 1d4 weeks of work. But you can get hull upgrades, such as a churning hull. So, a tempest rages with these within these rune-etched iron chains. Raiders and pirates who operate under the blessings of a storm gob, god gob sometimes make use of this upgrade by draping the chains over a ship's hull the storm's fury thrashes into the water around it the water within 210 feet of this ship is difficult for terrain for everything other than the ship there's something called a death vessel crafted with materials harvested from the shadow fell this upgrade grants a ship an aura of dread uh it can pulse horrific enemy energy fuck me my reading is bad today each creature that an uh, is an enemy of the ship who is on board or within 210 feet must make a wisdom saving throw on a fail they're frightened for one minute uh, frost locked hull ship can also blah, blah, blah. supernatural ice drawn from the elemental planes upgrades this hull the hull and other components of the ship are immune to cold damage but vulnerable to fire um, it can are also move at its normal speed more than five grand yeah 15 these are heavy ones so you can yeah. save up for big things uh, we've got movement upgrades, clockwork oars, ever full sails, defiant sails, dragon sails, reinforced hull, vigilant watch. So you get these crystal orbs filled with this viscous liquid in a beholder's eyeball mounted on the ship's hull. Invisible creatures are visible while on the ship or uh, 120 feet off of it. Screaming sails, scything oars, uh, weapon upgrades, arcane artillery, concussive rounds of abjuration magic, I think. Explosive rounds, grasping rounds. You can get figurehead upgrades, uh, miscellaneous upgrades, like is, a smuggler's I think everything, every single one of these is 15,000 gold pieces. Holy shitting They're shit. heavy. But for instance, pick a figurehead. You've got Guardian, Red Dragon, or Storm Giant. Okay, these are actual like magical things. <laughs> these are huge, yeah. I so... just wanted to get like a, a mahogany shale pissing <laughs> off the front of the boat. You can do that for much cheaper. Like, for instance, if, if you picked Red Dragon, uh, it's a Red Dragon rearing ready to strike. As an action, the ship can activate this item to create a 60-foot cone of flame that originates from the figurehead. So 66 damage on a failed save. So there's, you know, these are pretty big. If you just want a nice carved picture of you having a Wii off the top, it's not going to cost 15,000. 15, like some sort of pump that can make it actually Wii. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I think you could. Fucking changing room style. Yeah. Um, I That's also the second changing rooms quote on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking Keeping get handy in Um, I'd also quite like to commission some sales, I think. Okay. Um, I'll let you guys decide on the colour, but I would like the, the tattooed emblem on the sails. <laughs> of the, the penis. No, the colour of the fucking sail fabric, you... <laughs> I want a purple penis. Remind yeah, I was thinking purple. Yeah. <laughs> Just say 500 gold for both. Go on, then. Cash. That is 500 gold for both. Yeah, there we go. Done. 
So you you um on the docks you can easily requisition um there's sailor sail hands around and stuff like you know that this town's easy enough you can get the crew to just go off and sort this out 500 gold should easily get a sculpted uh, figurehead of yourself having a little whittle as as the at the front of your ship and sails to uh in the color scheme of your choosing which is what sorry the color scheme just so i fully understand uh what colors are we going i think you should let nobby decide I'm really partial to like a, well, a, a purple mixed with yellow. No. <laughs> Don't respect you. Don't respect you. What about Simeon? <laughs> <laughs> how about a nice... I can't do it. I've lost him. <laughs> oh, how about a nice green? Jesus. What kind of... What are we doing with the ship, anyway? Pimping it. Actually, I think I got a really good idea. Um, let's let's do camouflage. Let's go for a, like a, a khaki. <laughs> like knowing very well that we're gonna be on the fucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I imagine shells fucking full of it. Yes, and not like a khaki brownie green, like the most fucking drab color you can ever see. Nobby just goes. Whatever you want, Captain. Go get it. Done. And he um, just starts going off to sort this out. Right, anyone need anything else while we're here? On that note, like if you guys want to have um like how you you can have one activity each around Saltmarsh if you want. Um and then we can cut to the evening or you can just speed straight through, uh, or you can do something as a crew. Like what would you prefer here? I think we've just you wanna know, go shopping. <sighs> <laughs> oh god, I <laughs> Um, deep cuts. Any any preferences? Are we going to be going on any more adventures, Captain? Will uh, I need to brush up on my bos- bosun skills at all? Well, yeah, you probably uh, you want to pay someone a little bit of gold just to fix up any problems we got. I know you did a pretty good job. Uh, maybe get some more supplies. Just take that out of ship money. That's what it's there for. You're trusted. I'll give you the combination to the to the lock. It's okay. six. Um, is that the upside down six or the or the right way around six? What do you mean it's the right way around one? Well, when you turn your head, it looks like a different six, doesn't it? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Is that depends, <laughs> depends which way you got the box up. You know, if if it's upside down and it's a different six. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it, Captain. I've, I'll I've be got honest, this. I can only count up to eight. Right. Okay. That explains it. Um, I think at this point Uriel will will, um, will take take all the money because he doesn't quite understand like just taking a little bit and he can't figure out the the six and the nine stuff. And uh, I, I don't think we would let you walk off with all the money. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Ten thousand grand. <laughs> okay, then maybe you guys stop me and then just give me like a, a bit of a stipend or you know a few few gold coins. Uh, Uriel Go doesn't. Remember, you've got a grand of your own cash. Yeah, but I don't want to spend, spend that, that, do I? And top it up. I want to save that for I don't know what I don't know. Uriel has doesn't really have need for money, but anyway, um, early, in of one chicken. of the yeah in the earlier episodes, uh, I went to try mm. and find was it like a, a dwarf person carpenter. who's like a carpenter? It was wanna, a, a gnome, Jillar Cankleston, yeah. little at the fucker, carpenters guild yeah. hall. Yeah, he was just like, you want to go back there? Yeah, she was like mugging me off, so I want to go back with like, yeah. like loads of money and be like, but you're, you're pretty woman, and her. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 
fucking love it. Down, 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 down. Ninety-one <laughs> reference, isn't it? Yeah. All right, we'll go Uriel first. So Uriel, you wander around the streets. Um, you follow the streets all the way around, heading towards the Carpenters Guild Hall. And outside on of the Guildhall is Jill Arcanclestone herself, this this uh, blonde-haired gnome who's got her hair tied into pigtails. And she is busy uh, working on making the joins what looks to be like a table. Um, and one of her trademarks is that she doesn't even need to use nails. So she's nice. she's very clever with her compositions. And it looks like she's using some rare woods to make this this table. And um, She was Jesus's favourite. <laughs> and Jillar eventually stops looking as she's just playing some of some of these shavings off of uh the of the table when she realizes that you're watching her. She looks up, squints at you. I cannot remember her voice at all, and she just goes, "Oh, you're back." Uh, I think at this point Uriel wouldn't remember what she looks like. He just cuz he's kind of like face blind and obviously he's a little bit kind of uh not racist, but doesn't kind of get different races and stuff. I think he'll walk right by her uh, and just like go up to the door and just start knocking very obnoxiously, like and not stop knocking until like somebody answers the door. But like really, Oi! just just Oi! Knock, knocking, knocking, Oi! just 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 Oi! knocking. Oi! Nobody's opening the door. Like knocking. Hello. Then she she throws like uh, an, uh just a wooden like uh, like a disused. Ta- uh, table leg she just lobs it at you and um oi what do you want um can i speak to the uh the, the proprietor the owner uh yeah, that, the, the that's land me. person of this establishment please that's me you idiot jill ark ankleston okay what do you want have we met before yes okay. you knocked on my door and asked if i could teach you but you're outside right now uh, the last time i spoke i'm to working you, you, you... okay so you're actually working this time I believe the person that was here last time wouldn't teach me any skills, so uh, I'd like to speak to somebody different, if if till possible. Is there no. a man- manager here? Yeah, that's me. Is 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 there a, like a, a a male version of you? A what? Uh, you know, uh, when you take off the 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 undergarments, there's you know a hanging thing <laughs> instead of an upward thing. An what? upward thing. I don't actually. I didn't actually hear what you said, but I can assume it's terrible. Uh, a male, a small. Is there a, a male, small person I can speak to, please? No. Oh this is my guild hall. I am the proprietor of the guild hall, and should you be taught, I'll be the one doing it. What can oh. I do for you? Yeah, I think at this point Yuri will take a big gulp and sort of realise he's put his foot in it, and then turn around and just be like. Hello, um, I have a ship that needs fixing, and I have gold coins. Do you do mm. services for gold coins in in exchange for <laughs> ship maintenance? Yes. He doesn't know how to deal with women. But it's yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Exactly turns it to transaction. <laughs> what, 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 Tinder, what are you after? <laughs> well, as the uh, the ship's bosun. I've been taking care of this uh, fine vessel, the Shiitake Sunrise, and then he'll like point over into the distance, probably in the wrong direction. Um, and uh, we need some some upgrades. Uh, we we encountered um, some large creatures and animals and beasts, and uh, it's taken some irreparable damage. And we would like to uh, get it fixed, uh, please. 
No, I can do that. Okay. And what is your service charge, um, little person? Well, it depends upon the damn little person. Well, it's just gone up. I'll have a look. Um, how bad is it? Um, would you like to to follow me, and I'll 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 show you the way. Yes, I suppose. And she she lets you lead her all the way around uh, and to the shiitake sunrise. And as she's inspecting it from the docks, she looks at you, squints, and says, "You still want to learn how to be a carpenter, bosun?" Um, well, ideally, um, I would like to be able to, you know, carry out these repairs by myself with, without your help. You, you, you're quite aggressive. Um, so if I could maybe watch and get a few tips from you, uh, I think that would work out both, uh, you know, beneficial for the both of us. Um, I'm, I'm gathering by your, your very stern look that you've got right now, your, your furrowed brow and the, and the tone of your voice mm. that you don't quite like me at all. And I just, just don't no. understand why, but I've been very, very, you know, uh, forthright and, and polite to you. Uh, and I have money and you should be happy that I'm about to give you money. You're an actual cock, but I will teach you. <laughs> Let's get my things. And uh, between the two of you, she trundles back to her place, loads up a wheelbarrow full of um, tools and different planes and saws and all sorts. Um, and she gets you to take it all the way back through the town to the shiitake sunrise. And I'm going to say, Sean, because you've actually done really well with carpentry on the ship with no proficiency whatsoever, I would like you to make a carpentry roll for me please with advantage which i believe is probably just a d20 okay but with advantage um i'd like to point out the the amazing stage that i created for the talent show as well mm, which i recall was actually very well constructed exactly it was like an 18 or something wasn't it? yeah oh 18 i just rolled oh nice roll one more just in case you crit uh kidaki uh one D20. You can just press up on your arrow. Oh, okay. All right. uh, 16. On an, on an 18, she starts doing the work and instructs you to um, do like menial stuff at first. And then you kind of zone into the task at hand as, as you're uh, preparing new plankings of wood to replace older ones and cutting them up and like, uh, I guess, hammering them in seamlessly. She's appraising what you're doing. And reluctantly she is impressed you are too focused on the task probably to notice but she actually does nod and just i guess you see the movement maybe her shadow like moves and you look up to see what she's doing and she stops instantly and you get back to work and you spend most of the day with jillar cankleston she is a snob she is quite abrasive she does not like to smile especially to you, who it's quite obvious she dislikes, but she does kind of respect the desire for knowledge in her trade. And she also respects that you seem to have a skill. I'm going to say, is that being too kind? No. <laughs> I'm going to say... Probably not kind enough. I'm going to say you can become proficient in, with carpentry tools. Nice. So on your character sheet, with where it says proficiencies, you may add carpentry tools. So that will give you plus two or maybe plus three now. Your, your proficiency, proficiency bonus yeah. has gone up. 
Great. So it's plus three now to all carpentry rolls. Um, you're not by any means a master, but you are starting to get a handle of the basics now. And you know how to do the jobs, the basic rudimentary jobs of your trade. During this transaction, Jillar explains something to you, I would say, in the afternoon. Maybe as you're taking like a hot drink to keep the energy levels up. And she says, uh, you travel a lot, don't you? Um, well, ever since the uh, the terrible, terrible accident a few years ago, I've I've managed to keep myself busy and uh, bumping into these fine sailors. I've managed to get around a little bit, yes. Why do you ask? Well, um, I have a thing for... I'm uh, very obsessed with rare wood. Um... <laughs> I I very rarely get wood. <laughs> I I I pay handsomely for any travelers, adventurers, whatever, to make expeditions in search of specific trees. There's trees that I'm after for projects and well, if you if you're looking mm. for work, if you're ever going through the Hall Marshes or the Drowned Forest or the Dreadwood or and your ears prick up because I believe you actually are very familiar with the Dreadwood. Yeah. And, like, Uriel just loves the forest, so he's, like, more interested in, in her talking about the forest than he is about, like, any money or anything like that. He's a bit like, oh, tell me more. Like, what is it about the wood that you... What is it about the wood that you want? Like, how are you going to craft it? What are you going to make out of these, like, elegant kind of, uh, you know, trees and, and bushes and stuff? She warms to your interest, and she actually recognises, like, a similarity. Uh, you've got a common uh, thread here. And she kind of is almost like uh, a specialist that can't talk about her thing to very many people. And she warms instantly. She says, well, I've got a load, I've got a load of projects. Uh, some of them are a little odd. Like what I'm actually after right now, it's a little dark, but I want the branch of a tree used to hang a murderer. I want to use the wood for something. It's a centerpiece of a, a triptych piece of art. And uh, it's, I want to take it to the next level. And I, I need, I need to hang, well, a hung murderer's tree. I want to branch off of it. But all sorts of things, bizarre things. I'm after trees struck by lightning. I'm after a shard from a treant's bark, a stake used to impale a vampire, tendrils taken from a shambling mound, deck planks stolen from a pirate ship. That might be something you could do very easily. Log taken from the Hall marshes, transported in the swamp water so it bloats. And, uh, well, another easy-ish one for you as a sailor, wood from a shipwreck. Any of these things I, I can pay handsomely for. All sorts of projects. I think Uriel is just going to be like completely stunned right now. Normally he's not kind of um, lost for words, but at this point he's just kind of looking at her just like, you, you know, when, when, when it turns that you, you just instantly gain respect for somebody and you're like, okay, I would, mm. I would like to do this. Um, but he's, he's a little bit trepidatious because um, he, he likes to kind of live within a, a hierarchy um, because he's always, or always done that within his family. And he knows there are at least two tiers above him in, in the crew. So he's kind of weighing up whether he should sort of take this expedition by himself and, and try and do this or whether he should sort of consult with his um with his crew or not she she kind of recognizes some of that in you there's a clear uh link up between the two of you she says don't don't feel pressure a little side job like and she 
kind of nudges you quite hard with her elbow and she says, you've got some skill. Maybe you could become a guild member of our guild hall. Not today, you fucking idiot, but soon, you know, you know, soon. Okay, I will consider your very, very, very kind offer, and I would like to thank you for your work here today, all the knowledge that you've passed along, and you know what? It's been the first day in quite some time that I've actually very much enjoyed myself, so thank you. Uh, Your name was again, uh, Miss? (laughs) Jilla, Jilla Cankleston, and um, I appreciate your candor. I didn't think I'd like you, uh, Uriel. I didn't think I'd like you, Uriel. And she smiles and she says, you're not too bad. And then at this point, like, um, Uriel um, thinks that he's learned something from the reptilian guy, Garrett. Do you remember? Um, so he yep. puts, puts his hand on her shoulder and obviously she's really small. So maybe he'll like kneel down, puts his hand on yeah. her shoulder and goes, Uriel. And she has no <laughs> idea what's going on. But like, in, in his mind, he's like, we're friends now, yeah. Uh, and if we'll pause on that really awkward moment as she just eyeballs you. <laughs> and then after a pause, she just goes, okay, let's get back to work. Um, let's go Nikas. Nikas, what do you want to do for the day before I'm assuming you attend this council? Um. <coughs> it can be a team up thing. If you've got something in mind, it can be a solo thing. You've got a whole town to explore. Uh, I'm assuming Captain Shell. I'm speaking to you, Captain Shell. I'm assuming you've given people shore leave. Yeah, yeah. Everyone but Nickass. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, let's let's team up and 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 uh, create a, a private investigators. And then we and then we got our own side program. Job done. Nice. I have asked the crew. Is there any crew that aren't intending to come on the next voyage? They all want to. They're. Uh, I've just because of the shore leave, their morale's gone up to seven. Ten is the maximum. Zero is like Sorry, bang in the middle. We give them a hundred gold <laughs> each. Yeah, they're well happy. <laughs> okay, that's like silly. Wet. That's a silly bonus. Uh, can I can I change that? Uh, that Simon <laughs> got four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Uh, you, you mean Simeon for legal oh, reasons? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! Did I actually just say the full name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, beep beep. Simeon uh, he's kind of having a little strop and he does just go I'm going to do some shopping (laughs) (laughs) not that I'll get much and uh, he kind of like storms off too fat for the boat Um, (laughs) no one will get that no one will get that Fucking you're fucking gonna have to cut all of this anyway yes i know it's gonna be right fucking ass in a year's time when i ever get to mix in this years time. future me's gonna think you're a cunt <laughs> presently you already think you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> i set you up for that one We're crossing the fucking timelines all right yeah nikas what do you want to do didn't i last time i was here asked somebody to make a statue of uh gil gil yeah, you probably did. Um, what's going well, on you didn't actually... I don't think you actually petitioned it. It's also been it. 10 days, right? Yeah, I don't think you actually petitioned it. So you can now. Um, there is a blacksmith, so I'm assuming he's probably the most... If you want it to be metal, the blacksmith's probably the best person for the job. I'm just having a skim. What Leather the goods. fucking savage has a metal statue? 
what would it be made out of? Stone? Yeah, yeah marble. marble. All right. Um, what a nice mason. A mason. Let me just have there a look. Go. Yeah, stone mason. Or a sculptor. Um, there is no one particularly uh, appropriate other than you'd have to go to the Dwarven Anvil, basically, is the blacksmiths. Maybe they would know people to commission this work for you, or maybe they would have skills themselves. So if I ping on the map, the Dwarven Anvil is not very far away from the center. So the council chamber is bang in the middle, and the Dwarven angle, Anvil sorry, is um, just south of there. I will go to the Dwarven Anvil, or anywhere that I think is appropriate. I think the Dwarven Anvil is your best bet, and you are vaguely familiar with this town now. Like You've seen some of the buildings. And you find um, uh, a single anvil open to the elements outside. Um, well, I guess it's covered with a roof, but it, it's the roof's just held up by um, timbers, so there's no walls. And there is a blacksmith's forge, and it very distinctly looks dwarven, hence the name the Dwarven Anvil. And there is human smiths basically working frantically um there is a master smith an elderly dark-skinned woman called mafira and her son jaska is working fiendishly alongside her it looks like they've been making hooks nails harpoons are currently being worked knives fishing weights and they just have this backlog of orders it seems they're just churning through them and um there is a small shrine that you can see under the eaves as well. Uh, it looks a little neglected. And um, yeah, okay. they're just frantically working as, 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 you, as, you, as you come upon them. I knock on the door, make sure I don't startle them because it's probably the first time they've seen a triton. Well, the, there is no door because this bit's open to the elements. There is uh, the actual, there is a building, but they're working outside. And I guess you can knock on like the, um, on the, on the wooden, Timbers mm. and Jilla, sorry, Jilla, I just made that up. Uh, Mefera, sorry. Mefera just looks up and she says, Ah, he hello, sir, what, what can I do for you? And she kind of puts what she's working on, this harpoon, uh, into some water to cool, and just steam just hisses up and she rests it on the side. And then she looks at Jasker and gives him a nod to keep working. Hi. And she says, mm. Yes, I would like to commission a statue to be put on into the center of town. Or I did it. A statue. A statue, yes, of one of your fallen townsmen, uh, Gil. I don't know if you. Oh, Gil. Yes. I, I know Gil, yeah, Gil. How much was... would a statue cost? I'm not really the person for this. Um, I, we're very busy, and it's, it, I don't think we're the ones for you. The, the dwarfs outside of town, though, there must be stonemasons amongst them. They're miners. They're heavily skilled from um there's this new mining operation and well they're a little frosty to me and my boy but um this might be a good deed that i can do if i send some work their way if you let them know that mafera sent sent you um that's what i'd say head out of town uh find the dwarfs uh they drink at uh one of the the pubs actually and um between them, I'm sure they could commission something for you. you... Or, or the mining company headquarters. And she gives you directions for 
uh, the top end of town. Um, the 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 thing is, uh, they're not residents of this salt much city, are they? The dwarves. Well, they uh, sort of are. Yeah, they they're not long term residents. They've come here for work, but um, yes, yeah. Part of our community, salt marshes, yeah. I understand. I'm looking for somebody to do this with care and compassion for Gil. He was very important to me, although we only met briefly. I need somebody who... Manistrad Coppolox, the council member. I think she's she's the lady for the job. She could, um, if you speak to Manistrad, she, she could set you in contact or act as a middle person and um, I'm sure you know I'm sure you could do that did you know him Gil I knew Gil yeah um, he used to walk past her every day he'd chat to my boy distract him I'd uh, and then she turns and flashes a fierce fierce stare at her son she goes Jessica keep working I'd uh, get him back to work and then Gil would distract me but he was a welcome distraction he was he was good he was good. Toxic. Would you... <laughs> is there any way that you yourself would be able to help in this um, commission as well? Maybe if you... I, I know you are... I, don't I can think... see you are backlogged. We are backlogged and I don't think my skills are the best. No, I but... understand. What I mean is for you to uh, manage the situation to get the essence of Gil into... The, the statue. Um, they can do all the work. You just you ask. To, you know. You want me to run the project? Is that what you're saying? Sure, run the project. How much would that? How much can I pay you to do that for me? Okay. Um, how big are we talking? Gil was a big fella. If you're talking life size, this is a big statue. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. How big do I want? <laughs> Where can I put it? Okay. How about if I say if. I tried to put it right next to the council. <laughs> like you could in the town square. The town. It's a good place. Yeah. You'd have to get council permission. Fuck, I'm sure I can. Put it right next to like the east wing or west wing of it. So So do you want just like a bust of his head on a plinth or do you want a full size gill just green and an action pose? Just do you want him carrying a flag? Do you want him charging into battle? Do you want him fishing? Do you want him just being Gil. Just being Gil, just greeting anybody who walks into the council. She smiles and she says, I like that. Look, I'm super busy. I like that almost enough to do this for free. I, I can't do it for free. How much are we, would you like for this to run this? Okay, so materials. <sighs> materials, at least 500 gold pieces. And for your services to put this ahead of all your other projects. A hundred gold pieces, six hundred gold pieces, and I will leave the boy in charge and run across town. And we will work nights as well, Jaska. But we can. Um, okay, I'll give them. We can. We can do this. Uh, just, just to get make sure everything's done right, and you can bring the boy okay. in just in case you know. Experience. You're, you're <laughs> Nickass, aren't you? It's a small town. You're Nickass. Yes, yes. Um, I came to this city looking to uh, get something special to me, and Gil helped me straight away. And uh, his sacrifice got me where I am today. So 
I want everyone to be uh, to know who he was, basically. What he did for this town. She nods and says, you're a good person, I guess. And she holds her hand out to shake. Sure, I shake. And she says, leave it with me. This may take... This may take a month. It takes as long as it takes. Let me know if you need extra funds. She pats you on the back, and then she whistles to her boy and says, Right, you got some work to do, lad. I'm running across town. When I get back, I want all of those rods sorted. And she winks at you, and she literally jogs down the street. Cool. I'll spend the rest of the day out in the sea, you know, just swimming about, and I'll wait for the council. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.